Welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, it's Richard Hughes here with uh, David Thomas, as usual. Guy is away this week. It's his turn to uh, skive off. Oh, uh, usually me, honestly. but uh, it's his turn this week. Um, holiday as well here. It's holidays, unbelievable. holidays, yeah. yeah. It's nearly, nearly the big holiday. It's, how long is it? Christmas. 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 Crikey. I, I, we were just chatting at uh, Gary Hours. Weekly press conference. This Have you week. bought him a Christmas present? Yeah, not yet. No, no, no. Has he bought done, you I, one? I, I am not doing. <laughs> I, 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 I'm an old-fashioned Christmas person. I like to start thinking about it about a week before Christmas. Uh, I do try and get my cards out a little bit earlier than that. I've already but, wrapped um, some. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because the traditional way used to be that you used to decorate on Christmas Eve, didn't you? That was the old. Used to play football on Christmas Day. Yeah, Yeah. true. But anyway, we were looking forward suddenly to that, and I'd rather forgotten, uh, and especially now that after two pretty good results from the Gulls, that they're not completely over the horizon, that the two games over on Boxing Day and New Year's Day against Eastleigh um, could be. Uh, it used to be us and Forest Green, didn't it, over yeah. Christmas? And yeah. we would always be looking up at them at the top of the table and, and, and we had duly muck, muck their prospects up over Christmas and New Year, a bit like we did last year. Four great points, two epic games. But the two games against Eastleigh, Boxing Day and New Year's Day, could be, well, six points at stake, but they could be six-pointers if, uh, wow. if United can just keep ticking over after the last two results. So they're ticking over because um, Sutton away, 1-0, uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, uh, we last. had a chat about that last week. Yeah. But... And then 3-0, Leighton Orient on Saturday, which was, which was a wonderful result and great for the fans to see at home as well. Uh, and the first win on a Saturday. A, a long overdue... Uh, home win, uh, 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 United's first win in daylight this season. Um, uh, first win on a uh, first home win on a Saturday since wow. I don't know the minor strike or whatever wow. it was. Um, uh, the only possible downer on the whole day oh, was no. Here United. We go. No, no, no. <laughs> the voice I, of no doom. Don't get me wrong. Right. The, 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 the smile hasn't left my face for, <laughs> since tea time on Saturday was that possibly United deserved to win by about five or six. Yes. Um, I, I, I did come away thinking brilliant, great, great result, but how much of it was due to the fact that Leighton Orient were poor? Well, um, I, I think Saturday must have done something to Orient because they've duly gone out now and got themselves a new manager in Justin Edinburgh, a very experienced guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <clears throat> he, he wasn't there last Saturday, to the best of my knowledge, and if he was, he would have seen you know, what a job he may have uh, uh, on there but you know let's not kid ourselves um, Leighton Orient are the sort of club a bit like United over the last couple of years that everybody else will look at and think oh they've always got a chance of getting out of it um, they weren't great last Saturday but I think it's worth touching on as a, as a little talking point really that United's last two results and there's two victories two clean sheets Sutton away and Leighton Orient at home have been founded on hard work, industry, determination, commitment, being in the opposition's faces. Those key qualities. Absolutely. When you're struggling and at the bottom of the uh, quite, division. Quite. Hallelujah. The key qualities to find. Absolutely. And, and old old saying you fight your way out of trouble, you play your way to promotion. And United have started fighting. Uh, uh, I am not saying they weren't before, but 
the first sign for me that the thing was starting to turn around was that one nil defeat at Dagenham way back a couple of months ago now, um, when United lost to a penalty in stoppage time at, at, at Dagenham. And the first signs of it were there that the levels had been raised. I think Gary Hours felt after the filed match, the 2 0 defeat a fortnight ago, um, that, um, uh, well, 10 days ago now, um, that maybe uh, those levels weren't quite there enough. Uh, the riot act was duly read after the filed game, uh, and United have picked up since then. They fought hard, hard, hard at Sutton for that win, and it's interesting that I thought most of their joy against Leighton Orient was, was came through pressurising Orient's defence mm. and midfield into giving us the ball back I thought uh, and, and, and capitalising on mistakes, playing in Orient's half of the pitch, I, I, there were spells last Saturday when, when the O's struggled to get out of their own half. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was that dominant. Um, and it was based on all the qualities that you want United to be showing in, this, in these circumstances. What led to the first goal was a situation where they, they, they put pressure on a defender. Um, the defender tried a, a risky pass, which didn't come off. Uh, Keating was straight on it and put the cross in uh, for for um, McCoy to, to put away with a deflection. But it was yeah, he was in there. Good move. Yeah, um, the mistake made by Leighton Orient reminded me of a, state, a mistake that we would have made two months ago. Well, the, yes, the, the, that's a, a perfectly valid point. Um, that United were allowing themselves to be pressured in 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 those situations, and I agree with you. I think that's right. Um, I thought once United had got that two-goal lead after, what, half an hour? Mm. A little bit of you, because of where we've been before so often, is thinking, hold on a minute, 2-0, dangerous lead, if Orient get one here. Not that they were looking like getting one. And then to go out at half-time, Orient made, what, two changes at half-time? They had to take the goalkeeper off, and they made another change in midfield to get another attacking player on. And you think, right, Let's not give them anything in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half. What happens? We go and score two minutes into the second half. Jamie Reid, thank you very much. Lovely header from uh, Keating. A, a, a tremendous header from Keating. H- having said that, if, if that was the other way around and we are the defending team there and Rory Keating wins that header against Sean McGinty or Alex Davey, we are... What? That can't happen, can it? Yes. But yeah. all credit to Keating. He goes up with their centre-back... Uh, uh, and I thought they struggled at centre-back big time against Keating and Reed. Mobility, running, work rate, covering the pitch. And in that instance, as we all know, Ruri Keating is much better in the air than people giving credit for or opponents giving credit it's, for. It's one thing you can be sure he will do is win headers, isn't he, he, he'll, it? You know, he's not the biggest, but you know, it's a sort of a Kevin Hill, Steve Cooper-ish type uh, quality. He won that header. Reed is clear. You know the, the the Orient centre half had to win that header because they were stretched at the back, mm. and he hasn't. Ruri Keating's gone up, won it. All credit to him. Reedy's through, and has and has finished well. It's finished um, very well. When you watch it on the video, actually, is he's taken it really nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, t- he took it. Funnily enough, in sort of half stride. I think yeah. the, the keeper came off his line, and you know, you 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 he just struck the ball at the right time, and and that was the end of that. The keeper, of course, had only been on the pitch for two minutes, so the first time he picks the ball <laughs> yeah. up is to get it out of his own net, yeah. and all of a sudden, 
that 3-0 lead, I think we all looked at each other and went, we're not losing this. <laughs> so you, you spoke to Gary Hours this morning, uh, at a, I should presume a very cold training ground. Yeah, No, no, it was up at Plainmore. Oh, it was up yeah, at Plainmore, yeah. okay, fair enough. Um, he, he highlighted the, the performances of, of, of what, what should we call an unsung hero? Well, a little bit, yeah. Uh, um, we were suggesting that maybe, obviously there's, there's been... You know, Luke Young got a lot of plaudits last Saturday, and quite right too, even though um, uh, Jazzy Barnum-Bob, who we all thought played really well, got the Man of the Match award, but for me, Luke Young, I thought, was outstanding last Saturday. Great goal Um, as well. And a terrific goal. I think, with all due respect to to everybody else, I'm not sure how many more players could have scored that goal than him from the position uh, that that he did it from. Um, But... uh, Two play- well, I, I suggested that a player who, who has gone under the radar a little bit, but only because everybody is intrigued with Monsieur Guy Nabouillou, uh, United's new French striker signing, of which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, that Alex Davy uh, had come in on loan yes. from Sutton at the last minute. Two games, minute. two wins. Two games, two wins, <laughs> two clean sheets, and how well he had done. And and uh, Gary Hours was... was Perfectly happy to agree with that. He said, look, the guy turned up at the hotel before the Sutton match, had a slice of toast, said hello to everybody and went out and played. He, pl- he played against Torquay in a friendly, didn't he, at Cheltenham? And that's Earlier where, in the yeah, week. And yeah, and that's where um, he um, was, was spotted him, basically. Well, he, he'd spotted him several times before. Okay. He, he'd, he'd watched him because he's had during his time at Chelsea, he had loan spells out at quite a few clubs uh, Northampton was one, was it Scunthorpe? A couple of other clubs, and then he's left Chelsea now. Now at Cheltenham, um, I mean, I know it's the Conference as opposed to sorry National League as opposed to League Two, um, but uh, you know you'd like to have a good look at Cheltenham's two centre backs to see you would yeah <laughs> how much better they are than we've the, seen that than, before though the, when the, when, when uh, Kiefer Moore couldn't get into the oval side. There you go. Uh, look at him now. Yeah. Um, but uh, and Alex Davies come in. I think. You know, you looked at him last Saturday, all right, United were well on top, and Alex Davey, and, uh, who's, by the way, come in for Josh Gowling, who's injured at the moment. He had a scan on his, on his right knee this week, and United are waiting the results of that. Um, but Alex Davey's come in, OK, so he and Sean McGinty and Michia Fete will have tougher afternoons, mm. and one of them might be coming up this Saturday, we'll mm. see. But it was just his, for me... Uh, um, he can obviously do all the basics right, but it was just that appreciation of when there was danger, head it, kick it, and when he had a bit more time to get it down and 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 have a and see if he could pass find a pass. And it was just his decision making that impressed me last Saturday. He he looks as if he was was thinking clearly. Now, okay, two games, well done, um, and we'll look forward to more from him. But in the course of that conversation, getting back to what you were raising. Uh, Gary mentioned Josh McCoyd, and he said uh, uh, he appreciated that that fans sometimes might not have seen everything in Josh McCoyd's game. Obviously, he scored a couple of goals for United since his his loan from Luton, um, and this formation that United are playing at the moment: three at the back, four in midfield with the two wing backs, and then McCoy just in behind, in between midfield and the front two. Uh, a I think, and Gary Howes seems to be pretty certain that uh, it does suit uh, United's players at the moment. Yep. It's a good system anyway if you've got the players to do it. 
but United have at the moment. I think it suits Liam Davis down to the ground. I think yeah. we know that. Jazzy Barnum Bob loves getting forward and he's got the engine to do it. Um, uh, and Josh McCoy in that role. Now, everybody thinks that when you play in the hole, it's almost like a free ticket to enjoy yourself for the afternoon. Well, uh, uh, maybe in a team at the top of the table it might be, but not where United are concerned. And I think Josh McCoy has been uh, putting a big shift in there, and Gary Hours was keen to point out that, that he thinks he might have gone under the radar a little bit, not just with his work on the ball, but off the ball, and uh, closing people, closing midfield players down and not allowing opposing defences to play out uh, um, uh, or helping in that process. So, um, you know, it's a, he's an experienced player. We're talking about a Northern Ireland international. Absolutely. Uh, um, Bournemouth, good clubs. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I think Gary uh, uh, Hours is pretty pleased to have him at the moment. And the other point that he mentioned was that over the course of the last few months, he's made a, a lot of phone calls and spoken to a lot of players. And he said quite a few of them have thrown the old, hmm, don't really want to drop down to that level and, oh, you are, you are bottom of the table at the moment, aren't you? Etc., uh, etc. Et he said in both Alex Davies' case and in Josh McCoy's case, yep, I'm on my way. And Excellent. he said for him, that, that is a big... You know, a big plus. plus. Now, it's one thing for the player to say on the other end of the phone. It's another thing to see it, as he says, in training every single day. Josh McCoy is always up for it. Alex Davies come in, and obviously the evidence of the first two games is pretty good there. So uh, that's a big factor, especially, uh, you know, as, as, as Gary Hours carries on trying to rebuild the squad, which is another topic we'll come to in a minute. Well, I was just going to come to it now, because once you've got a settled squad, and I, I don't think he changed the, the team now for Saturday's I game. I think it would be a surprise if it he would changed be a the starting 11. Yeah. Um, once you've got that settled squad, you want to go forward with it, but he's not going to be able to do that, is he? So so, so at some point, the, 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 there's a, a list of lone players playing for us. At some point, decisions are going to have to be made there, um, and then, you know, you, are you going to have to bring people in a from elsewhere and how many loans are left. I mean, it's the shake-up really will happen around Christmas and after Christmas, well, won't it? Well, and that's, that's uh, uh, the process that's now starting to happen. I mean, that, that, that's the process you will be in if you've got loan players correct. like we have. Between now and the new year, there's an awful lot of decisions going to have to be made on quite a few players. Yeah. You've got the situation at the moment. United, now that Jordan Lee has gone back to Bournemouth, have got seven loan players. OK, so you've got... Uh, George Dowling out injured at the moment. You can only play five in any one game, in any one matchday squad. Uh, I think, uh, as far as Gary Hours was saying this afternoon, United have got six more long loans, i.e. window-to-window loans available, and six maximum 93-day loans. So, um, uh, so they still have something to They play have with, some yeah. leeway at the moment, but uh, um, decisions obviously have to be made both in terms of I think there's three things have to happen, isn't there? Gary Owls has to make his mind up who he wants to keep and who he's not so keen on. The players have to make their minds up as to what they want to do. And their own clubs have to decide whether yes or no. So those you've got three factors. Um, I mean, I guess... It, it, and I think what, what Gary Owls wants to get to is, in by the middle of January, for instance, he wants the squad that is going to take United from then to the end of the season, more or less. Um, uh, it, it's, I'm sure that I'm sure there'll be the odd one or two that that that, that does change, but he doesn't want 
an air of uncertainty still being still over it at that stage. I mean, there are players, obviously, too, that we've just been discussing that, you, that, that he would probably look at as wanting to keep hold of in some shape or form. And, of course, those loan spells have run out, and then it's up to the players and the, the parent clubs to go, well, Absolutely. what do we do here? Yeah. Are we, are we going to give this guy a chance now? Quite. Or... A week, you're just going to have him sitting on the course, bench all week. Or you also throw in the, 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 the factor of that United also have currently have three players out on loan. Sorry, four players out on loan, including Neil Osborne, uh, Jan Klukowski, uh, Miles Anderson, and Sam Cheney are all out on loan. Uh, you've got two more senior contracted players at the moment. John Paul Pittman is is not really getting in the team at the moment, although he was on the bench and got on at Sutton. Uh, Jake Gosling is training back full-time now, okay. needs to get fully fit and match fit. That's another player who might go out on loan in the foreseeable future. Um, so those players have to, their futures have to be sorted out. Technically speaking, they're under contract from now to the end of the season. So um, I think uh, you called it an element of uncertainty. Yeah, uh, that's right. So, so here we are, we're, we've got a team and a club that's fighting, you know, like Billio to try and get out of this serious relegation you know scrap um, uh, but there's still an awful lot of decisions to be made but I suppose that's life and there's probably plenty of other businesses where <laughs> similar things are, go- are, are going on but, however um, Gary did touch on the budget didn't he well he, he, your, he your, you know he also you. threw in we've just talked about all the various things that need to happen before decisions have been made <laughs> finance is is Probably top of the list Absolutely, of the lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a balancing act because of the finance. It is. Isn't it? it is, and and um, you know, as United have got a big squad at the moment. Still, um, <clears throat> he was saying that ideally, if he was kicking off on day one of a new season, he would want around eighteen outfield players and two goalkeepers, twenty players. Well, I think when he took over, uh, he was saying I think he had he inherited twenty seven mm-hmm. players, uh, including loanees. Uh, that's come down a little bit, I think, but not, uh, um, but probably only because people have gone out on loan. Um, so um, there's still it's costing it's costing plenty, uh, um, and uh, um, he's he is technically within budget at the moment, which is remarkable. Which is re- remarkable in his own, and and actually speaks quite highly of the sort of budget that um, uh, the owners of uh, are supporting at the moment. Um, but Gary Hours is is not a guy that likes to pay people for not doing an awful lot, <laughs> and uh, and I think uh, um, you know he's been here before, he's handled this sort of situation before in his managerial and coaching career, and it's going to be very interesting to see over the next month to five weeks, something like that, uh, um, who who stays, who goes, who's in the team, who isn't in the team, etc. 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 So December starts with a game against the leaders. Now we can beat leaders, can't we? Because we beat Sutton the other day, and that yeah, that was away as well. well it was a, Gary. I was just saying today. He's just at the moment. It feels every team we play is either in rocking form, either top of the table, about to go top of the table, or just been top of the table. And I suppose you can think of Maidstone, Sutton, Hartlepool are in a hell of a good run at the moment. Uh, and now we've got Aldershot, who duly went top of the table. But does that say something about the, the, the National League this well, season? There you go. About how I, strong it is or I, how how not strong it is? Uh, I, I don't know. I, yes, good point. I, I'm, I don't think there's any, there's, there isn't a Lincoln City in here no. uh, this season. 
Um, but, um, you know, the closer you get to your hand on the title and or promotion, the better you tend to play. And I think you might see one or two clubs pushing on big time at the top of the table over the next couple of months. Um, you've got clubs in there, Wrexham, um, Aldershot, uh, I'm not sure about Dover, um, I still wouldn't write Tranmere off, who, for whom the idea of promotion back to the Football League is something they will, yep. they will yep. throw the kitchen sink at. Uh, we would in that in their circumstances. We did in two thousand and nine. <coughs> um, uh, really, you know, uh, uh, th- through the lot of it. Um, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if one or two teams who have been bobbing up and bobbing down and bobbing up again. I, I think I think we're now up to something like eight clubs have led the table this season mm-hmm. already. Um, uh, uh, I think that might start to narrow down a bit but uh, um, it's it's all to play for and and I think one of the you know as easily as United beat Lake Norrent last Saturday um, uh, uh, everybody's thinking well all a shot that's going to be tougher yes. that's going to be a lot tougher and surely it will be but United went to Aldershot in the FA Cup a few weeks ago and lost one up there and could well have had a replay out of that game. It was a close match. Yes. United matched them for long, long periods of that, that game. Um, I'm not the, the league game, they lost 3-2 up there, I thought, although it was a close game on the scoreline and United, United had a bit of bad luck in the second half, I thought Aldershot were clearly the better side that day. I didn't have that feeling particularly after the cup tie. OK, so Aldershot may not have played as well as they... Uh, um, would hope or expected to that day but it's going to be really interesting on Saturday to see when United and I I use the word when rather than if get stuck into them and start putting Aldershot under some serious group pressure uh, which I'm sure they'll do from the from the kickoff how Aldershot stand up under that you're talking about Gary Hours and Martin Cool. Martin Cool went to see them in the win 2-0 at Bromley where they were only had 10 men for quite a long time in that game uh, they're well clued up on Aldershot they know every nook and cranny they're both mates of Gary Waddocks they know how he thinks and how he plays and United will be well prepared on Saturday you can bet on that so uh, I mean what a great thing it would be if United could beat Aldershot on Saturday and mm. go three back-to-back wins as, as Gary Howes was saying this week it's it's not often and I know Aldershot have just done it, that teams win three on the trot in the National League this no. season. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, at least United are tackling this game, you know, on, a, on and up. Uh, and all the people who turn up at Playmore on Saturday, and let's hope there's a really good crowd there, um, um, you know, will be, we'll be walking through the turnstiles um, with a spring in their step and... Uh, Full of optimism. Just hope Mr. Davy gets his slice of toast beforehand. As well. <laughs> um, if I was Guy now, I would I would introduce this next subject with, with, with a nice phrase in French. But I'm not Guy, and I don't know a, a single jot of French. So um, let's just talk about Monsieur Guy. Well, Monsieur Guy. Ah, here we go. Uh, if if we if Guy was here, we'd be talking about Guy, but we're actually talking Guy about Monsieur, Monsieur Guy. <laughs> Monsieur Guy Nabouyou. Nabouyou. Not Nabouyou. Guy Nabouyou. He has. A, he's also called Kassa in his, his his full name is Guy Kassa Nabouyou. 
uh, and uh, you should be here, guy. And obviously, <laughs> and obviously, he's he's uh, um, uh, sparked a, a certain amount of interest. And and let's hope, hell of a nice bloke. Um, you had a chat with him the other day. Yeah, with a, with a with a bit of a CV. Uh, um, he's he's appears confident that he can do what he's been brought in to do. He's obviously got a short-term contract. He has to prove himself between now and January. Um, and uh, he got 10 minutes last Saturday. I, I felt for him a little bit in Didn't the last 10 the minutes. You, by, by that stage of the game, United were playing keep yeah. ball and making sure that Orient didn't touch the thing. I think his first touch was, the, was chesting the ball down. Um, yeah. And then the second touch was actually a nice one-two on, on, on the, the left-hand side of the pitch. Yes, of. And, but what, what I was interested in, several times United had the ball out wide, particularly down the front of the... Uh, Bristow's bench, mm. and they looked. Luke Young was there, Liam Davy was there, a couple of times um, other players drifting out wide, mm. and they looked as if they were about to knock the ball into into the penalty area, and then checked out and carried on yeah. keeping the ball. And it was interesting that uh, Nabuyu, I thought, spent that last ten minutes making all sorts of runs across the <laughs> box then, to get on the thing, and the ball never came. Yeah. But it was interesting that instinctively he was kind of making the sort of runs that. Uh, uh, a natural striker makes I, I was across watching, defenders, I, getting to the near post, all that kind of stuff. I, I was um, watching him on the, on the, the byline when he was uh, warming up, and he he kept on getting a sort of a communication from Gary Hours and Martin Cole, and almost getting ready. And then, oh no, another five minutes, yeah. another five minutes. So, you know, when you're winning, it's difficult to get into a team, isn't yeah, it? But, but we hope yeah. that we do see him. Oh, I, th- I think you know he's uh, at the moment they're getting as much work as they can into him, uh, without breaking him down yeah. to try and up his fitness levels and 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 improve his sharpness. I'm sure he will be coming off the bench for the next game or two. Um, uh, but you know, it just I think we're all looking forward to seeing a bit more of him, what he's got, what he brings to the team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, he follows. Quite a tradition at at, at well, playing yeah. more over the years. You, you uh, everybody the thinks it's all for most clubs. It's quite a sort of a, a, a novel thing to have overseas players at your club. Uh, but United, it's it, there's a, there's a fine tradition at playing more of uh, French footballers. Uh, you asked a question this week when we were, we were working on the paper on, on Tuesday. You, you suddenly piped up about. Uh, let's have, let's go through the Frenchmen that have played for Talk United. Then, so we started a little list and. Some came easy. Very. A few came after a, a, a little think and a cup of coffee. Quite. And then um, I haven't seen you since then, and I come into the office today and you've got a couple more. So. I, 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 I've dropped round for a cup of coffee with a good friend of mine who's a, who's a passionate United fan, uh, and he suddenly threw two names in that I hadn't even... I'd, and I, 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 my head dropped. How could I not forget those two? Not yeah, remember absolutely. those two. So, uh, I mean, a few, a few of them were around for a little while. Others were... Bit, well, bit I, part players, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, United under Mike Bateson, particularly when uh, where Saunders was manager, uh, brought in one or two, uh, uh, and and United fans can can all think back to people like Jean Pierre Sim, who is obviously Guy Henderson's favourite. Yeah, all-time where's Guy when, when he comes up? Well, uh, um, whenever whenever it's, it's, wherever it's a Guy close, is, it's I, a close run thing with Guy, isn't it? Between Matt Hockley and Jean Pierre. Wherever so Guy is, I think he's probably just felt a shudder. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, and but at, at that particular time, you had players like uh, Jules Mendy, yeah, uh, Habib Sissoko, who was yep. a centre forward that looked a million dollars, and, decent, I thought, uh, yeah, on his day, but yep. never quite 
achieved it. A player who I think you and I both liked was Khalid Chalki. Yeah, strong. Uh, very strong yeah. midfield player. Um, who, who definitely could hold his own in uh, the lower divisions of English football. Uh, there was, a, a, I think he was a winger, Mamadou Sow. Yes. Um, yeah. And then uh, a couple that I had completely forgotten. And uh, one was, he wasn't here very long, he was, was Carl Prizo, uh, who was a centre forward. Um, I remember the name, I can't picture uh, the player. He hardly played any games yeah. at all. But a player who was around for much longer under Alan Nil was Dam- Damien Mazika, okay. who was a midfield player who came to us with a pretty good CV. He so had this a is when of... I was living up in London, oh, so right. I don't remember well, him so da- well. Damien Mazika uh, was a, a midfield player who had done very well at Bury under Alan Nil and uh, who would else have been manager? Maybe Chris Brass, I'm not quite sure, uh, at Bury. Uh, as a box-to-box midfield player, and he had actually gone home with quite a bad injury to Paris, okay. and there was a long, long time before, yes, no, he's definitely coming to us, and no, no, he's still under treatment, and blah, 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 blah. He eventually turned up, played one or two games for United, and, and <coughs> more than one or two, really, excuse me, but he, he, he never quite was able or delivered what uh, I know Alan Nil hoped he would, um, and, that, and that didn't happen. Then more recently, of course, Olivier Gougon, who was a, oh, a centre a centre back who played. Uh, who I liked. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, he had a touch of class about yeah. him. Um, but maybe in the wrong. I, th- I think in the wrong battle. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting that nearly all those players who we've just talked about were attacking players rather than yes. defenders. Yeah, uh, and. To be a defender in League Two or the National League, you have to have a pretty, uh, um, at times, brutal attitude to it all. Uh, and I'm not sure that Olivier, who was a class act on the ball, always want, you know, wanted to play and actually would put his head in from, you know, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, you know, backward in coming forward on his best days. But he, he uh, in the end, I think the feeling was, is he strong enough week in, week out to, to hold down a, a centre-back position? Um, and he eventually returned. And now, of course, we have two Frenchmen in the squad. Yep. Uh, Vincent Durrell, who's been doing very well in goal um, since Ryan Clark's injury. And now Ryan Clark is fit again and can't get Vincent Durrell out of the team. Um, and Guy Nabouyou, who we all hope and it will turn out to be a, another good one. There will be someone sitting at home listening to this. I, I can almost picture their faces. How can, I can they think not remember yeah. dot, 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 <laughs> yeah. dot, dot? Yeah. So yeah. We, we fully expect to be, yeah. uh, to be made aware of an omission. But um, that's the ones that we came up with. And uh, we hope to see at least two of them uh, play more on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Darrell's done very little very wrong well. since he's come into the team. And um, he, he's really got his feet under the table of the, of the team and the club. Uh, he is, of course, one of the players on a short-term contract until January. Mm. Um, so there we are. This is it's. You do appreciate when you think of all these players, either on loan or on comparatively short-term contracts, that this is a, a big prove yourself time. And uh, you know, let's hope that motivation helps them to uh, to get uh, to get some results under between now between now and then. It's interesting that Gary Howard said. These next few weeks, these next couple of months, six weeks, six, six, eight weeks, are very, very important. He said, I don't want to be playing huge matches in March and April because that will mean we're still in trouble. Mm-hmm. He said, I would love to have a boring March and April. Wouldn't we all? Well, I think football very seldom works out that way. 
If United are not out of it in March and April, there'll all be huge games anyway. And if United are out of it by March and April, I dare say we'll all be enjoying you know, a higher level of football and a team in form. And there's nothing much better fun than watching your team win every week, isn't there? And then, of course, you know, we stay up and we go for promotion next season. Well, uh, it's uh, the way we'll football works. Yeah, I, I still have I still have mates, and I'm sure some of our listeners do as well, who who, who haven't written the playoffs. Oh, there we go. That and would I, be Christmas. You, you shake it? your head in in uh, they are and they're, they're sort of saying it slightly in jest, but uh, of course, you know, with with the playoffs going down to seventh place this year, who knows? It's amazing what two wins. Let's does, just get <laughs> let's let's I, I, exactly. You you don't get ahead of yourself in this game, and we should know that better than than anybody. But. Uh, First things first, huge game on Saturday, followed by a trip to Tranmere. That won't be easy. Um, uh, so how much bigger can you get in terms of a test than those two? We'll be there at uh, Playmore on Saturday. I'm sure Guy will be as well. Um, he'll be back next week. So in the meantime, uh, as usual, Guy signs off with... Come, Come on, on you yellows! yellows.